when you're doing what you love and you're on that path, angels come into your life to help you. There's so, it's so much deeper than that. There's identity, there's conditioning, there's like the void that we're trying to fill or the discomfort that we're trying to soothe. Be the part, take action. So if you want to have a great 2024, take action. You are allowed to change your mind about anything or anyone at any time. What up, weirdos and fellow dope-ass humans? Welcome back to another episode of Oh Hi Self. I'm your host, Sandra Possing, and I'm pretty pumped today. I was just telling our guests that I was just a guest on another podcast, so I'm like on one today. I'm like, here we go. But um, I'm very excited for our guest today, LA-based celebrity trainer, Lacey Stone. Welcome to the show, Lacey. Thank you for having me. I'm pumped to talk about the things we're going to talk about today. I am very pumped. And I also want to give um, a very big shout out to our mutual friend, Samantha Mullen. I love matchmaking. And I love when people are like, ah, you need to meet this person and you need to, you know, and I do a lot of that myself. So I'm always really like honored when somebody else does that to me. And I just got this text from Sam a month ago and she was like, I need to introduce you to Lacey. She's such a badass. Oh my gosh, you guys love each other. Da, da, da. She needs to be on your podcast. I'm like, say no more. And here we are. So, um, you know, Sam from what, like she came to your class. She takes my workouts and she met me at a uh, event that I was holding. It was a panel and she came and she liked what I had to say. So then she came to work out with me and now here I am with you. Here we are. And Sam was my very first ever client when I started my coaching business like 12 years ago. She's she's also part of the reason why I'm even doing what I'm doing because, you know, had it not gone well with her, I might have just (laughs) scrapped the whole idea and done something else. So thank you, Sam, for all of those things. So I'm going to read Lacey's bio first and then we'll dive right in. So Lacey is a bi-coastal fitness professional and celebrity trainer whose mission is to inspire individuals to achieve optimal success in all aspects of their lives from the inside out. Definitely one of the key phrases I use as well. So I love that. Lacey was featured in Khloe Kardashian's Revenge Body and has worked with companies like Nike, Google, Fitbit, Coca-Cola, Reebok, Dove, and Nintendo Wii, to name a few. So other than that very impressive resume, <laughs> I wanted to bring Lacey on because our our missions are so aligned. I was totally stalking her on the internet last night and like reading every word of her website and looking at a bunch of other articles and stuff. Not creepy at all. And I realized like there's so many things, like even though we come at it in different ways, we are about a lot of the same stuff. Like I was reading up our website, like unleash your inner athlete, like be their best selves from the inside out. I'm like, I'm talking about things like unleash your inner badass and transformation from the inside out. So I love that we are very much doing some parallel work. And I would love to hear more about just like, how the heck did you even get to where you are now? So if you would, handing you the microphone, just take us through your story, whatever parts of it you want to share, especially interested in like how the things that led you to where you are doing the things you do. And on this podcast, we also love to love to dig into the hard stuff and the challenges. So as personal as you want to get, we love that stuff so we can learn from it and with you. Basically, let's, how do we, how do we explain? I played sports my whole life. So the most authentic thing I felt like I could fall into as a career would be fitness. So it's just, it was so natural for me. And I think anyone that does anything as a career, it has to be authentic because if it's not authentic, feel it. And that's, I think, where unhappiness lies in the not being authentic enough in your life with who you tr- with who you are from your heart. So, you know, played sports, uh, lived in Wisconsin, figured out I was gay at a very young age. So that was definitely 43 years ago. That definitely was not a place to live. So after college, I moved to New York and there was a fancy gym there called Equinox. 
there were trainers there like making it happen. This was before there were Boutique, Soul Cycle, Barry's Boot Camp, all those other gyms. Pretty much the elite fitness, like exciting group fitness, new workouts happened at Equinox. Like all the top instructors that were sponsored by Nike and all that, that was now it's like everywhere else, but it started at Equinox. So I was in heaven. I was like 22 and I just started a program there that like took off, put me on television, you know, was in all the magazines and, you know, I met my now ex-wife at Equinox and she, I'm just telling you the story of where, where I am now. I'll try to tell quickly, but, um, she got a, a part on a television show called True Blood. So that's what brought me to LA and in true LA fashion, Hollywood fashion, when I got here, she, we basically got a divorce. So I had taken this career that I did so well in New York, moved to LA, wasn't like, you know, Jillian Michaels famous. So no one knew who I was. So I had to start completely over. And it was the hardest time in my life. My best friend died. I lost my wife. Um, basically, I had no job because Equinox, the transition didn't work that way. So I was totally alone. And I started to like hang out with the wrong crowd, drink a lot, like we're talking a lot, and totally lost myself. How old were you at this point? I was probably like 33, 10 years ago, maybe, maybe a little younger, early 30s. And uh, I just looked in the mirror one day and I was like, who are you? And I think a lot of people do that in their lives. They look in the mirror and they think, where did the time go? Who am I becoming? And if you stop looking in the mirror, you're in trouble. Like if you don't want to look in the mirror, that's a sign that something's off. And I've had those moments in my life. So I looked in the mirror at me one night when I was, you know, probably high on edibles or something. And I was like, I saw myself and I was like, you're heading down the wrong path. You got to change. So I decided that I was going to not drink, do anything like that substance wise. And I was going to work out consistently and I was going to eat as healthy as I could. I did that for about eight weeks and my whole outlook on life changed. Everything started to fall into place. And that's where my career basically kicked off in LA. I started to do this program with other people and their trauma. I was able to help them with because I have gone through a lot of trauma in my life or have worked with a lot of people with trauma. And I find in fitness, a lot of times when people have trouble in either ends of the spectrum with maybe anorexia or, you know, some sort of eating disorder and on the, on one end or having the, you know, having trouble controlling the amount of calories they, one eats, it's because of some sort of a trauma. I find that a lot, be it a divorce, be it a death, be it getting fired, something throws them off and they punish themselves through their treat, the way they treat themselves. I think of so much of uh, our I mean, so many things in our life is like having, like in this case, a relationship with food or a relationship with our body is such an, it's just an, it's like a branch coming out of the tree that is your relationship with yourself. And I, so I see that in, I mean, colleagues, clients, friends, family all around with, with 
folks who like, let's say struggled with overeating or struggled with weight for a long time. And it's like, you can throw all the like diet, nutrition and exercise strategy and advice their way. They might know exactly what they're supposed to do or what they should do or what they could do. But like, there's so, it's so much deeper than that. There's identity, there's conditioning, there's like all of the thing, the void that we're trying to fill or the discomfort that we're trying to soothe. So I love that you're your work approaches it from with so much like depth and understanding that everyone is on a very different journey. And they're, you know, one, one person who maybe has the same fitness or health goals as the person right next to them. They may be coming at it from completely different histories with totally different challenges, but they might have the same goal of being fit and healthy or whatever it might be. So I love that you're able to take your own journey and challenges and like teach through that. And people can feel it, you know, it's like, they feel that you get it because you've been through a version of that. For sure. I mean, that's, that's what my method is all about. You know, taking, taking people at their lowest point, or I think a lot of people this year in training got, and I myself got, I went through a lot because of COVID a lot in terms of my career. The fitness industry was destroyed during COVID. There was one thing, the one, one piece of equipment in the fitness industry that definitely was not destroyed. And that would be what many of your listeners have somewhere. Maybe they can see it right now called a Peloton. Love the Peloton. Love it. Love it. Love it. That was a hard time for people that did not work at Peloton. So yeah, so I had a hard time. A lot of people had a hard time. were at home, depressed, gained weight. And they, you know, not that your body, the way that you look is, it's not about the way you look. It's about who you're being. And that's kind of what I train people um, when they're being their most authentic self and being true to themselves. Everything kind of is easier to handle. But I think like a lot of people stepped away from who they were. A lot of people started to drink, you know, a glass of wine, two glasses of wine, a bottle of wine, two bottles of wine. You know, like we're going into another bottle, which isn't really, you know, not a lot of people do that, but they did during COVID. So I started training people again this year in person and they all needed to make a comeback physically. And then I found a lot of them through making a comeback physically, which is kind of my forte, my passion. They did things like get the divorce that they needed to do, you know, quit the job. I had that. Quit the job was a big one over COVID. Start their own company. Get engaged. I got engaged. Hey, it's like big, big life things. I feel like happened in 2023. I think people are kind of setting it up to punt into 2024. And I'm excited for my clients. And I think a lot of people. Hell yeah. And I mean, fitness or wellness or health in general, but I think especially fitness and I'm, I'm such like a gym bro and a fitness freak. And a lot of my close friends are, and like a lot of my communities are people from our gyms and stuff, but it's, it is wild how much physical activity movement and the, the inner strength that we gain from just doing hard shit and getting uncomfortable in our bodies and coming back the next day and putting in the reps and like seeing progress. And like, there's so fitness is like the most beautiful metaphor for life. Like it, it really is. And like you said, even if you're just focusing on getting your shit together physically and working out, like it has this spillover effect into so many areas of your life. Like sometimes if somebody wants to work on a lot of areas, but they don't have the bandwidth to do that, I, I kind of want to be like, just start with exercise. Yeah. And I think people don't like it. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't like it. And all the articles over and over work out. And everyone's like, Jesus, 
Like, I don't want to. Like, eat healthy, count your macros, count your calories, get on my fitness pal. It's like, shut up. That's what everyone, you know, no one wants to hear that. So for me, like my mission is to make people enjoy working out and to, to, uh, have an education and that it's not as, it's not that hard. It's just like a matter of, I think a lot of times mentally, um, mentally wrapping your head around that there's going to be obstacles and like coming up with ways to, uh, avoid them or tools to handle it. Uh, and then I think a big one is accountability. I think that that's huge. If you don't have anyone to hold you accountable, you're not going to stick with it. You're just not because on your own, unless you're super motivated, like that 10% of the population, like you and me who love working out to do it on your own is like, it's hard for me sometimes because I train people from, from, uh, the morning to lunchtime. So I have to work out at noon after I've been up at five really hard. And it's actually like very inspiring for me to drag myself to the gym because I'm like, that's what my clients do, you know? So how do I make it possible for me? And something that I think makes it possible for me. And I think this holds true for my clients is the accountability of me. You know, like I go to a great teacher. If I don't go to a great, if I don't have this great teacher that I'm going to, I don't think I could work out. Like I take a cycling class from, from Stephanie or Cosmo or whoever, Pixie at the gym and they get me through it. Because if I were to be on that elliptical you know, with my AirPods and, you know, listening to a Lady Gaga song again, I would lose my mind, you know? So everyone kind of has to find their fitness guru, I think. And this isn't a big pitch for me at all. I, this holds true for what works for me. It may not work for everyone, but it sure works for my clients and it sure works for me. Me too. I'm, I'm a huge fan of just finding people like in, in the manifestation world, we talk about that as like your expanders, like people who are living the life you want to live or have the business you want to have or have the body you want to have or have the health, whatever it is. And it's like, you see people that, you know, might trigger you a little bit because you're like, I want what they have, but then you choose to see them as inspiration and you choose to see them as expanders in the sense that they're expanding your idea of what's possible for you. And then you keep being drawn to them. Like for me, it's, it's like, you know, female entrepreneurs who are coaches who are just crushing it and having a huge impact, but also like love their life. Or in fitness, it could be like the people you follow on Instagram or the teacher that you go to or the person who's just, whose wisdom like oozes out in the way they live their life. It's like they're modeling for you something that is appealing with the goal and you can like see them as a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was first starting out in fitness, I had this woman that was such a goddess that I just died for. She was so incredible. And she was a manifester and into all that before it was like a thing, really. Like, really, she died recently, which was so sad for me. <laughs> but um, she was this incredible inspiration and light in life. Like, anytime I'm teaching and there's a light that like lights me up, I think of it as her lighting me up. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, I just, she was great. She had greatness coming out of her. So in her classes, I used to stand right behind her and just soak it up, you know? 
So, you know, and I did, like, I credit her for a lot of the success I've had as a, as a, as a group instructor. So speaking of you and the success you've had in your own place and the, and the mentors you've learned for, like, I have to ask, so I, I grew up in LA and I was, you know, went to UCLA, was surrounded by Hollywood and I love all that stuff. I sometimes think, well, not sometimes, I kind of know that had I not chosen this path with personal development and coaching, I'm like, I probably would have stayed in LA or gone back to LA and tried to do the acting thing. There's like a little part of me that's like, what if, you know, there's part of me that's like, oh, I wish I, cause I was such a shy, shy, scared kid. Like had I, and I, I did drama in high school as like a way to break out of my shell and it was really helpful. And I did public speaking and I was an extra and like a bunch of shit when I was in college, just, I was like secretly hoping I would get discovered and get my SAG card and stuff, but also, also pretending that I didn't care because I was too scared to fail. But anyway, so I love all the Hollywood stuff. I love all the LA stuff. And I'm sure um, probably many of our listeners, like it, most humans, modern humans are curious about that stuff too. So in your, like, I would love to know what, like, how the heck did you go from teaching a class at Equinox in, or Equinox in New York that was popular to being on Revenge Body with Chloe Kardashian and, and like being on news, like you've, I've, you've been in, I was, when I was stalking you last night, I'm like, you've been in all these magazine articles, you've been in all these news segments, you've been on that show. Like, how did that happen? What magic did you do there? And like, were you even trying or what did it just happen? Did it fall into your lap? I, I worked really hard. I worked very hard. And like I said, I'm completely authentic in the career that I do. It just comes naturally. I speak fitness. I live fitness. I am fitness. When I walk into places, people go, are you an athlete? And I'm like, well, yes, I am. Do you know what I mean? So it's like an easy conversation to have with people. Um, and I just think when you're, when you're doing what you love and you're on that path, angels come into your life to help you. And they come out of nowhere. So I'm leading these group fat classes at very, like you said, I, I lived in the heart of New York City. I lived in uh, Greenwich Village magazines that was the height of magazines and they had all these writers taking my class and I'm one of the most popular teachers there so of course they're going to use me in their articles right I had anchors taking my class from the today show and good morning America and they put me on it right so there you go then I moved to LA and I have agents from WME taking my class going wow you have the it factor we want to put you on Chloe Kardashian's show. So it's kind of like right place, right time. But I put myself in a position by working as hard as I possibly could, learning the skill set of a great teacher, motivator, educator, and then putting myself in the heart of Largemont Village, where there's like Steven Spielberg's producer guy, you know, took my class. So it's just, you know, it's, it's, to get in magazines, it can happen. I have a lot of friends that have drive that live in, you know, Minnesota, but it's harder. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest. It's, it's, it would be, it would be very hard, but it can happen. I believe it can happen for anyone. And for you, because you're to go back to like the, the authenticity thing and you are, do you live, eat and breathe and sleep and just ooze fitness and empowerment? Like your whole being is about that. And while you could, I'm sure, be having an impact anywhere in the world or back in your hometown, when you're in somewhere like New York or you're in somebody like LA, if you care about having an impact and reaching more people and helping more people, that's such a beautiful way to do it through these like 
large media outlets and just being in a space where you can have a bigger reach and get also just fun, probably some really fun and interesting experiences being in that world too. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, in the industries like New York is magazines and fashion, LA is television basically and movies. That's kind of it here. <laughs> um, it, it is interesting to live in these two areas. It's, you know, people diss LA, but it is warm. It is one of the most iconic places. And when you find your tribe, it's wonderful. And then what about just like on a personal note in your life? So I imagine growing up, so you came out pretty early, right? I came out when I was about 20. Yeah. So same. So as bisexual, but like in, I was probably new, but like in college was when I was like, free flag and like was a little more vocal about it. But, but same thing. And I'm the same age. I'm 43. So it was like college was kind of like where I even had like the vocabulary to articulate who I was and how I felt about things. I think up until that, just, you know, it's like it's the eighties, it's the nineties. Like people didn't really talk about things. And if you did, it was like, keep that to yourself. We don't want to know. Um, but so I'm thinking for you and I grew up in LA, so LA is a little different in terms of openness. So I felt as soon as I was open about it, I felt fine being open and like, I feel lucky in that I haven't just faced much discrimination, which is also part of why I feel very strongly that I have like, because I have a lot of privilege, I feel like I have a responsibility to speak up where I can and like be a good ally and a good member of the LGBT community. Cause a lot of people cannot do that. It's literally unsafe and, you know, live their lives in fear because of, fucked up society that we live in but for you like i imagine like new york and la experience and showing up and being authentic not just in your work but who you are as a person and how you identify and how you live your life like what 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 has it been like then do you go back home often like what is it like to see people from family or friends from previous parts of your life it i mean there's no accident that i left wisconsin and moved to new york and then moved to la it's partially because i'm gay and it's safer and more accepted in those two parts of the country for sure you know but there's still hate everywhere like I still I get discriminated against still in this part of the world you know but um yeah I I didn't say this yet but during COVID I was having a really hard time with my career because there was no in person and there was no uh I was doing all my training through Zoom which was exhausting because I don't want to be I don't, I don't want to be on a computer. Um, I loved my zoom people and I love doing it, but my passion is to, to be in person. So I was kind of losing myself and I thought I've been doing fitness. Actually, I've been an athlete since I was five. Maybe I should use my brain in a different way. Maybe I'm being silly. Fitness is kind of dying. Uh, in terms of in person, it's becoming this virtual thing. And if you're not with Peloton, you know me, I want to be the top tier of what I do. So if I can't do that, I don't, I rather retire, like retire on top rather than like do it at a lower level. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I thought I was going to retire. I moved back to Wisconsin. I moved back there, thought I would get into real estate and just, you know, let my joints rest for a little bit, you know? And I still did the zoom on the, cause I love fitness, but I was like, maybe I'm too old for this. I don't know. Um, and it was horrible. I mean, I love the people that I met there were awesome, 
that were my friends, Katie Rinka, Matt, Matt Spellman, uh, Jackie, Jackie Rubin. Thank God for you guys. Um, but you know, just crazy looks, you know, getting the, you are disgusting with my fiance kind of a thing, not accepted. There was a commercial on the television that said you can be gay in private, but not in public. I was like, okay. Um, I think I need to just, and then in my life, I, why I'm so big on this authentic thing is I actually passed the real estate exam. Um, these women, these two women, Katie Rinka and Jackie Rubin were realtors that I met at like a thing I went to, to see if I wanted to do it. And I'm sitting there and they're handing out the business cards. And I go, I would have to change my email from Lacey at Lacey Stone Fitness which is people call me Lacey Stone Fitness when they see me like, you know, it's just what people call me. I was like, I am not changing my email. And I know people in their forties plus that need a good trainer. So what am I, what am I doing saying I'm too old? I don't know if you swear on this podcast, but that, and I ordered the U-Haul again and we went back and here I am, just great things have happened since I moved back here. I got a whole new tribe of women that are so extraordinary, so happy to have me had come back. Um, I got, I have a very exciting new project happening with Equinox. Uh, I went back to Equinox because I just wanted to teach there too. Um, I, and they asked me to come back. So, um, we talked to each other and now they have this big thing coming up and um, I am thrilled. So follow your, follow your authenticity, you know? And so something um, my husband and I like talk about all the time, we were just talking about it earlier. And then I also talked about it on the podcast that I was on earlier, which is, and I'm stealing this from one of my mentors, this woman, Andrea Crowder, who she says, which I love, which is you are allowed to change your mind about anything or anyone at any time. And I think it's so important to remember that because like you said, like you, you know, made what you thought was a, like the the appropriate life decision and pivot. And then you got there and you tried it and you're like, nope. And I'm going back, you know, but like a lot of us, I think because of our conditioning, we're so scared to, A, we're scared, scared to commit to something because it's new and scary. But then once we commit to it, we're so afraid that like, we're then stuck with it somehow. Like I see this in relationships all the time. People are like, afraid that they can't change their mind once they're it. Like, I don't care how far along you are in a relationship or a job or in anything, like you were always allowed to change your mind. Maybe not with like children once you have them. That's, that's a, that's one of the exceptions, you know, but it's like, so something like just, that's why I love showcasing examples of a lot of my work. I'm like, I want to show inspiring examples of unconventional success. I want to show inspiring examples of people doing life on their terms, doing their careers on their terms, relationships on their terms, just all the things. And so seeing examples of like, you've lived this really exciting, interesting thing. That's it, It's an expression of who you are. It's authentic. It's aligned. And you've made little course corrections and pivots based on what feels like the next step. And then you've tuned in and been like, nope, this time it's not right. Now I need to go over here. And you can go like, you know, reinvent yourself, which I think we get to reinvent ourselves all the time, as often as we need to every day if we want to, because at the end of the day, so much of it comes down to identity and who, who how we are being, who we are being. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, thank you for saying that. And I think, um, it's very interesting what I chose to do 
I think something that may have helped me not have to, you know, spend the money <laughs> to move across the country to quickly in eight months move back. Um, what would be that I should have spent the money on a long vacation. You know what I mean? Like I should have gone to, I should have gone for a month. I haven't gone away more than a week in my entire adult life. I should have that money that I spent to go back and forth. I shouldn't just, this is my message to people listening. You should do that. You should take, when you're lost, you should take a moment, you know? You should take like a big moment and and be with yourself. Something that I don't do enough of. I don't do it all, but I, you know it's hard to say this because I should because I'm a health person. Meditate. I don't. I I do it in my own way. With the we're running out of time, and I had a whole thing I wanted to talk to you guys about about New Year's resolutions and how to keep them and blah blah blah. But like I do have a list of things that I write out every year that I sit with and I look at and I kind of dream about it. And that's kind of my meditation. I have the vision boards and all that. It's just me time. It's like carving up me, me time and giving ourselves times to be time enough time to be in relationship with ourselves, which most people don't do because they're too busy adulting or, or, or careering or taking care of everyone else. And I think especially as women, we get, you know, we get caught up in this like caretaker and people pleaser expectation. We've got to make sure everyone else is okay first. But if we can just pause and put our own oxygen mask on and slow the fuck down and like take a second to breathe and tune in and whether it's meditating or walking or vision boarding or journaling, we're just talking to people about what do you actually want or take a vacation if you're burnt out and overwhelmed. Take a vacation. And I think we do have time. Tell us Tell us whatever you want to share about the like New Year's resolutions versus end of year reflections. Cause we're coming, this actually, this is perfect. So this episode is going to come out, I think like right before the holidays ish or right around the holidays. Um, as people are about to go into their like, Oh shit, next year, what are my New Year's resolutions? Am I going to join a gym and go for 30 days and quit like everybody else? You know, am I doing dry January? Is this finally the year that I, you know, 9% of people, this is a fun fact that make resolutions keep them nine. And another fun statistic is that 67% of the people that have gym memberships, that's more than half. Don't go. Something's wrong here. There's something not right. And my whole mission is that, that a hundred percent of people that set new year's resolutions that get, make them happen. And a hundred percent of the people that go to the gym go. So how do we do that? How do we change these statistics? I mean, um, I think it's important to treat your, I'm an athlete. So I treat my life every year as a season. Like this is, you know, 2023 season, Lace of Stone. I come up with the word for the, with the year and I put it on a t-shirt. Last year's t-shirt set, or this year's t-shirt, soon to be last year, said wild hearts because I needed to have a wild heart in order to throw away that, Throw away that, rebuild that, wild heart. Um, so I create a season and you have to look at it as a winning season. And that necessarily doesn't mean you win every month. You don't necessarily win every day. But if in life, it's not, no one's keeping score really, other than, you know, you essentially um, with what you de decide what success means. If money means success to you, you're going to be very upset unless you're JLo, 
Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you gotta, you gotta figure out what a win means to you every single day. And how you lay that out is maybe first take inventory, do a recap or a review of what happened in 2023. What were the months that you rocked in? What were the months that sucked ass? What were the, what were the biggest wins? What were your biggest wins? What were your biggest losses? Why did these things happen? And what can we take into the new year that, that will help propel you to another winning season? Or if you had a losing season, a winning season, you know, and there's things that are completely out of your control. And this whole thing that I'm saying to you, 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 you're, you're crying because something terrible happened that is, and that happens. And I am so sorry that that happened to the, to you or to whoever, but there is hope on the other side. You, you have to keep going and you can get the wins back. You know, um, I went through a horrible breakup and it took me, it's taken me like six years to get over it. And I never will get over it. I will always miss this person, but it gets easier, you know? Um, so I just wanted to say that because I'm like wins, losses, you know, whatever. And it's all part, it's all part of the the journey. You know, it's like we, the more that we can like, yes, celebrate the wins and reverse engineer them, figure out like, what the fuck did I even do to make that happen? So I can try to do it again in a different way. But the loss is like, the losses are where some of the richest learning is. That's where so much growth happens, but only if we can actually pause, like you were saying, and like take some time and look back at the year. Cause I think a lot of us will be like 2024, okay, new goals. And like half the goals we set or resolutions are things that we don't even actually want. They're just things that we think sound good or they're things we think we should want because it's what everybody else says there. You know, so it's like what you're saying about just like fucking pause, reflect, look, take the time to journal or talk to someone or sit with it or meditate and like look through your life in general, but also your past year and really deconstruct what happened, why get curious about what worked and then get curious about the things that were hard. Like, is there something I can learn from it? Is there a way I can grow from it? And then the things that are completely out of our control, like, yeah, somebody close to you dies. Like we, we can't control that, but we do have to navigate it because it's part of our life journey. So how do we want to be in response to it? How do we want to like allow ourselves to grieve and honor our emotions and do all those things instead of just being like, ah, it was a bad year. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then, and then for the new year, I think it's important that what is your life? Break it up between physical, um, uh, personal and professional, the three different areas basically, and then break it down. Okay. Physically, what is physically it's workouts and food. Okay. Let's break that down. So how many days per week are you going to work out? Like figure it out. How many days per week are you going to work out? What days, what time? I think the best thing people can do for workouts is sign up because you put that money down and you don't want to not, you don't want to lose money. So also if you're a trainer out there, you think like, you think clients don't want you to reach out to them. They need you to reach out to them. They kind of need someone to go, are you coming? Like, girl, what you doing? Get your ass, get your ass off the couch and show up, you know? Um, so you need kind of that accountability coach, I think, with your workouts or someone like you, like a transformational wellness guru, life coach, um, you know, and if you're really struggling with really mental like stuff and feel depressed, get a therapist uh, food wise, like you don't know how to do it. You don't get it. Talk to someone to help you 
or get boring is what I tell people. Eat the same thing every day and you just know, and then switch it to something else that's bo- that's boring-ish. You don't have to like change up your meals all the time. Like just eat the same damn thing. It's not that complicated. It is complicated when you want Twix from CVS and you're checking out, you know what I mean, at the aisle. But for me, I think something that I offer is like an eight-week transformational program. So you can kind of like, you can kind of make a change in eight weeks. But, um, but I think that's very, very helpful to have a program that you do. And you can do it online or in an app or something, but it's much easier when there's someone in person talking to you. And like for the modern humor, human that's busy liking and adulting and working, it's so nice to be able to take the guesswork out of something and do something like your program where you can just, you sign up and you just follow the protocol. You get support, you lean in, you get the accountability or, or whatever it is, but you don't have to like try to reinvent and figure out on your own every day by yourself feeling lonely and then struggling with all your own demons. Like lean on support, whether it's a coach or mentor or program or community or friends or accountability buddies or something like we are. We're so, I think so many of us, and especially women, we're like, I have to, I can do it by myself, you know, and we, we're afraid to ask for help. Like, that's one of my wishes for everybody too. like, ask for help. People are so happy to support. And if one person can't support you, find someone else. Like there are many, many options out there and some really amazing ones. Yeah. I mean, it's my job to be supportive. Like that's my job. So, you know, call on me, but um, yeah. And then professionally, you want to quit your job and you're scared. I get it. So get it. So talk to your friends, work it out, go on LinkedIn, talk to everybody, you know, like get it done. You know, you want to, you want to improve at your job or get the promotion. Like it's not just about, you got to be the, you got to look at who's the top in your company and emulate what they do because that's clearly the representation of the company that you need to, you need to abide by. You know what I mean? If they're, I watched suits with Harvey Specter, his sidekick came in with like, a, like a, the wrong, the wrong, he was wearing the wrong thing. And Harvey like bought him like the, the suit, the show is called suits, you know, what I mean? like be the part, you know, go to social hour after work, because that's probably where, you know what I mean? Like, professionally figure it out. Like we can figure these things out. Personally, you want to date someone, you're miserable, blah, blah, blah. go on the app, find a dating coach, find a good wing woman. You know what I mean? Like take action. So if you want to have a great 2024, take action, you know, reach out to people like me or you and let's go. There's so, I think it's such a um, common thing to, you know, like we, we, we get paralyzed. We think, I, I hear so many people say like, I'm stuck, I'm frustrated, but then we get like paralyzed and we don't know what to do. And we, we think we need to like come up with a perfect plan or figure it all out. It's like, I'm such a proponent of like, literally just start walking in the general direction of what you want in your dreams. You don't have to have any idea how, how it's going to happen. Just start walking. Cause then the momentum, the clarity, the confidence, all of that comes with action. So I'm just like, get in action, take some baby steps. You'll figure it out along the way, but not if you're just sitting at home thinking about the problem. Like you need to actually get out the door and the metaphorical door and do something, take some action, makes all the difference in the world. I think one good, good thing I'm actually thinking about, I, it's so funny that we're talking, I'm thinking about starting a podcast myself about relationships, the relationships of dynamic, the dynamics of heterosexuals and all the different types of sexuality is fascinating to me. What I think is women get so caught up in, it wasn't a good day. It wasn't, it's so awful. I'm getting off the apps. What? Just keep going on. It didn't have to be a good day. 
big deal. And if you don't like it right away, just say, I'm so sorry, this isn't working out and just leave. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have to sit through an hour of like some guy talking at you and not asking you about yourself. Just tell him that's what he's doing. Maybe no one ever told him that he was, he was, you know, a narcissist, like who cares? You know what I mean? So it's like, I say, if you're looking for love, just get in your reps, go on as many dates as possible and keep swiping. It's in here. We are circled all the way back to fitness, which was one of our great loves for both of us, where it's like fitness really is the best fucking metaphor for everything. It's just like finding your person, going on dates, getting the dream job, getting the promotion, starting your business, all the things like moving forward in life, moving toward whatever you're hopefully very authentic and very aligned version of success is about showing up, taking this, taking the action, like putting it, just get your, get your ass to the gym, get accountability, put in the reps. I love the phrase, put in the reps. Cause it's so true. Same with dating, same with everything else. Amazing. Well, um, I want to let you get off to your adventurous life. I really do hope you start a podcast. I will be tuning in. If so, no pressure. I might circle back and be like, where is it? Um, but thank you so much for your time, Lacey. I really, really appreciate it. I love hearing stories like yours and I love that you're doing the work that you're doing. Um, if I ever come down to LA, I'm absolutely going to come to your class and be a class clown. And <laughs> any, any like final words or just final things that you want to share with the listeners or well, and all the things also where can we find you and, and what programs do we need to look for and stuff? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me since looking into like podcasts and things like that. It is really hard to do. And I'm very impressed by what you're doing. And I've listened to several of them and they're very informational and motivating. I, I, what I would like to leave you with are the three main lessons that I learned this year because of my 2022 experience of moving to Wisconsin. Move, if, you, if you're making a big change, it's important to find uh, a team or a tribe of people that can support you. That's key. And if there's certain people that don't support you in your life, I'm an athlete, cut them from the team. You know what I mean? Like, don't spend as much time with that energy suck. Look for energy givers, find your tribe. I moved back to LA. I found a whole new team of people and they are unbelievable souls. And I'm so happy. It's like something was shining on down on me when I moved back here to find these women, Sam being one of them. And um, the other thing is, is be authentic, be authentic. And if you don't know what that means, do some, do some inner self-work. You know, you, there are many books on being living your authentic life, and it's very important um, to walk your walk. Um, and then finally, never give up. Boom! Drop the mic. So never give up. So um, how people can find me is Instagram, Lacey Stone Fitness. Uh, if you come to LA, first class free, always find me and I'll give you a free class. If somebody wants to do your eight week program, where, when, when does that start or how do they go about it? Uh, in January, I'm going to start a program called training team. That's going to be three months long. It's, uh, going to be exciting and they can find more information on that on Instagram, or they can just email me with the, e with the email that I didn't get rid of. Yes. I love it. It's like an important part of the identity, which is, yeah, that's the crux of so much of this. But yeah. Awesome. Well, Lacey, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your story and your wisdom with us. And for all the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you found this episode helpful in any way, or you want to just share the love, you can take a screenshot, 
on your phone and post it on social media. You can tag us. Um, feel free to just send it to a friend or if you want to be a total baller, you can rate us and also review the show if you want to take a couple minutes. It all helps um, so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you, listener. And thank you, Lacey. And we will... Um, I'm going to see you in LA. I'm just deciding that that's going to happen. And then for the listener, thank you. I love you. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.